Welcome back to Consider Yourself Hugged, a place for women. I am Tammy. And I'm Michelle. And we're just here, just two girls. What do we call ourselves? You're younger than me, so. Not by a whole lot. Well, <laughs> yeah, but a little bit. So I guess women. We are two women yes. just here, still chatting. And so last week we ended off. Uh, last week was basically sort of our premiere, right? I mean, it was our da 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 da. Here we are, and this week we are ready to kind of just delve into some topics. So, I think our goal for the next four weeks is to sort of just hit the surface, right? Yes. Of women and mind, body, um, spirit, and relationships, because then we can go deeper. We can. We want to have guests, and so. Take notes, send us questions, tell us things you want us to dive deeper into. Um, but we were looking, there's so much out there right now. Um, Michelle, you probably know more than I do too. There's so much research out there right now about women's, well, everybody's, but we're focused on women's um, mind and mental health during this pandemic. There's a ton, right? Yes. And I, we came across one, um, that cited some differences, right, between women during this pandemic and men. What is your, what did you see in there? What stood out? Yeah, so it was a an article. Coronavirus has caused a crisis in women's mental health, according mm-hmm. to study um, by Forbes. And one of the things it was it was kind of contrasting some different things in regards to men and women. One of the things, the first thing it listed was that 27% of women compared to 10% of men were reporting an increased um, an increase in challenges in regards to their um, mental health. Mm-hmm. And so you and I had talked a little bit about that. That's not a, a huge difference, but it is a little difference. So like in terms of like whether that is because women are, are a little more um, open to talking about that mm. versus to challenges with the changes that have been made. So and you had had some thoughts on that. I did. And by the way, we'll put anything we talk about, we'll put a, a link in the show notes for you to, to go pull it up if you want to look at it. Um, but, but you're the one that brought up is that, because it says, because I've got the article pulled up here to my laptop, it says one of the biggest disparities, one of the biggest disparities, so we don't know, I, we don't have the original research article in front of us, but 27% had reported versus 10. And, and you had brought up the fact that was that because women are more willing to admit that. Um, I think that's valid. I mean, just in, this is not research-based at all, but just in my group of friends and women overall, you know, we tend to, we tend as a gender, that doesn't mean everybody, to be more relational, to be more open with our feelings to to not feel like failures if we need to talk about those things with each other is that fair yeah yeah absolutely I think and like one of the other things the study had mentioned was that um women I think 55 percent of women versus 34 percent of men had reported some sort of loss of income so Mm -hmm. that may not have been like a complete job loss but they they lost at least part of their income um so I don't know. I think that it may also be showing in those numbers that, like, that loss of income is playing a part. Well, we, um, you and I talked early on a little bit. We haven't talked about this today before, 
Well, actually, let's back up for a minute because we were right before we started to record. We were talking about that we're just a little bit disorganized. There is <laughs> right. Well, absolutely. And like I, I was saying that, like I am someone like who generally likes to work from like an outline, and that doesn't contribute to like best conversations. And so I'm like, I'm a little anxious that there's not like a set outline. What are we going to say? Especially you're supposed to go by. Yeah, I want to know what I'm supposed to say and what I'm supposed to do, and I'm I'm good. And so I think that you know that can even probably contributes to what we're talking about now it's like the uncertainty I think it affects women for sure like when you're just not certain what things are going to look like and when there's so many changes but yeah absolutely yeah and there are so many and we we talked about too that um but that's okay like you said this that we're so passionate about this and even though we had to keep putting it off this is probably the fourth or fifth time we've tried to get together to start this. And part of one time it didn't happen because, well, the first time, let's just be honest. I told last week the story about my sister. So go back and listen to that if you haven't heard that yet. So I'll probably reference it some today. But we were we had a time set to get together. And I called you and I was like, I just don't want to. Right. I just, I just, I wasn't ready all the things that go along with doing a podcast, it means not only do we, so we're sitting in Michelle's like family room right now. So not only do we have to get together and record it, or at least find zoom time to record it, we have to edit it and we have to do the graphics and we have to do the show links and we have to do the show notes and we have to upload it and promote it. So there's a lot to it. And I just, I I told you I wasn't ready. And then we tried to do it again. And I think at that point there were some COVID issues and I mean, it's just been one thing after another we're but we're so passionate that we we kept trying and then you talked about all the other things like we both have full-time jobs Mm -hmm. we both have other side gig things that we're doing we both have family that's moved back home yes we have full-time jobs plus yes jobs in addition to the full-time job yeah yeah so i know there's going to be women listening who are like nodding their heads like yeah 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 yeah, so much right now yeah Mm -hmm. and so that's okay that we don't have everything nailed I mean I might even take a picture of some of our notes and stick them on the just to say we're we're literally but we but we want this to be a conversation that you can identify with so it's okay right yeah absolutely we talked about doing this and like in the spirit of um being passionate about women and women living the absolute best lives living the life that they the life that they want to live Mm -hmm. and so we talked about like some different um guests to bring on to have and which we plan to do that in the next couple of podcasts but yeah that's kind of the spirit we're doing this in and not um just kind of letting the conversation go go Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's it's anxiety producing (laughs) for me as that is uh but you talked about, um, so so we're looking at that article and talking about how women have lost jobs. And, and I think part of the reason, I don't know if it said in the article or somewhere else, but a lot of the reason that women have maybe lost more jobs than men is because there are a lot of women out there working part-time jobs. Right, right. And those have gone away. But I, as you know, so like in January 2020, I had, I was a full-time speaker right? Michelle and I both taught together high school for a lot of years. And then I left to pursue speaking. She left to pursue a career in um, psychiatric nursing. So she's a psychiatric nurse practitioner. So we both took these, these different paths. So 
I was full-time speaker. I had my whole 2020 mapped out, had all my, I mean, that was my career. And then February and March of 2020, I mean, then as of, I think April is when I lost everything, everything. So as we're, as we're talking about the mind right now and the way that you think, it was so hard. And I don't know if we even really talked about this, but the beginning thoughts were, I have worked my entire career for 20 years on this and probably even before if you look at the prep work that you don't even know was prep work Mm -hmm. and I lost all of it so my mind for a while it was kind of dark failure you know Um, it's all gone what am I going to do now Um, one thing that gave me some some peace was knowing that it wasn't due to any fault of my own and also I mean I hated it that other people were struggling too but to know that sense of community that I was not alone was helpful but I had I say I had to get a job there was a company that that contacted me and asked if I wanted to do some sales for them in the child nutrition world and just let me say I love the women and men too in the child nutrition world so it's been a blessing um but it was still such a transition to lose. And, and I was on unemployment for a lot at that time. My, my husband is laid off. And that's why the kids have come home. My daughter is furloughed. So finances and... And I wonder, like one of the things that you had said to me um, about this when we were talking about this one day was, you know, I just don't think I can start over. I don't want to start over. And I wonder how many people that have with speaking, you mean? With speaking, or, yeah. How many people that have had job losses, job, job changes, feel like it feels like, even though you actually would, would not be starting over, like, but how many people does it feel like? Because you've had some people contact you even through this time to do some speaking things, although by video, I believe. Uh-huh. So, like, it's not like, but it felt, I know it very much felt to you like you would be, have to start all over. And so I'm mm-hmm. sure, I'm, I wonder how many people who've had those changes, it's overwhelming to feel like you have to completely start over. Yeah, or just, yes, or wait. Wait, because you're right. I mean, people would say to me, well, are you going to transition your business to virtual? Now, I've done virtual, and it's great, and I love it, but do I want to, like, do a whole new business plan to market that and right now that that answer is no um but but you're right that like in my daughter disney cruise line she's been furloughed almost a april i'm gonna say almost a year you know Mm -hmm. we're going on nine months but she loves that company so much and she's able to live at home and so not everybody has that option right right she's she's getting unemployment they're covering her benefits and so she's just waiting you know, she's just waiting. So we've talked about that too. That's how that's impacted her thoughts and her mind. And she has so much downtime. So, you know, when you have downtime, your mind can be like, right. what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Where are you going to go? What if it doesn't come back? What am I going to do? When so she started making blankets. So she's got a side hustle where she's, um, she's not making enough money. It's not about the money, but she's, she's making blankets and they have this group and for Disney people who've been furloughed. And they're all like having their little products that they're doing as a as a community of support. So that's that's helped with calm her mind some because the mind yeah. can 
Oh yeah, can can run away with worry. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, and you know, when we talked about that story last time with my sister, who was a victim of the scam, and then you know went into the hospital that sent her to the mental health center, the things that she talked to me about, you know, the fear of what would what would her husband think? What was going to happen with the money that she lost? What was going to happen with her job? You know, they came and picked her up with her job. What would her daughters think about this? And so her mind is just going a million miles an hour. Um, she needed some things to help her calm her mind. You know, because that's, to me, that's when I see my children suffering physically. I mean, obviously, I, and you have to, we've not talked about this before. I am concerned and worry about them physically. Like if they're, my son's flying right now or if they're driving or if they're sick. Of course I worry. I'm their mother. But when I see their mind suffering, it just crushes my soul. Because I know how painful right, that is. Right. Yeah. I mean, do you feel that way when you think about, is it if you see your son physically sick versus if he's upset or worried does it affect you differently I think it it depends on um it depends on the situation Mm -hmm. I think there are definite times I think you're much better about not worrying about like physical health things I think it depends on like are you saying I don't care (laughs) no I'm just kidding (laughs) I think that like in terms of like things that you have peace about, I yeah, think that we do a differ a little bit mm-hmm. in that. There are certain things you have peace about that I don't, that I have a tendency to worry um, a little bit more. But at the same time, I think my son's probably a little bit of a risk taker. So oh. those that probably plays into it a little bit. So, Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what are some things that you find helpful for you? Because you know, what are you doing to help? with the mental aspect during all of this pandemic? Um, for me, there's a, a couple of different things, but I think that, um, like it, lots of people talk about it, but a, a gratitude journal mm. is one of the things that really helps me just because it helps me stay positive. I think that there's so many things in the world right now, like news. I mean, you're just inundated with really negative oh, things gosh, right now. Yeah. And so like even, and for me, it's it's probably more helpful if I like look, do it at the beginning of the day, but it's also helpful at the end of the day. But like staying focused on the things that I am grateful for, I mean, really has just an, it, it really can turn my mood around. So it, it really, can, really does. It does for me. Like it can change from like a very negative being in a, ne- a negative place negative energy to positive and I'm not saying that that like always works it kind of depends on like what's going on at the time but just redirecting to things I'm grateful for versus focusing on all the negatives or the like potential worry I think that like the reality right now is that there's no way to know right now. I think the last year taught us that what tomorrow is going to look like. <laughs> there's yeah. like, there's no way to know. Yeah. And so like staying focused on like today, what I'm grateful for today is, is helpful. You know, I, something that you just said, like, I'm not saying it helps all the time. I just had a, I just had an epiphany that I'm not sure that I can even put it into words, but I'm going to try. Is it, I think just like when I said on the last session, I think that sometimes I don't want to talk about 
advice if I think everybody probably already knows it because that's just so common. On the same token, I think I might be a person who hears advice that you do hear a lot because you said a lot of people talk about the gratitude journal. And I think, yeah, see, I'm not, I think, well, that's not, is that going to work? But, but you're right. We need an arsenal, I guess is what Mm -hmm. I'm trying to say. We really need to have a bunch of things that we can rely on. And that gratitude journal is not something that I do. It's something I think about, but I don't physically write it down, but I really, I need to do that. What are some things that you put in there? Like that I'm grateful Mm -hmm. for, of course, my family, friends, and the fact that um, right now I have secure housing. That's not the case Mm -hmm. for everybody. Um, My son is back home right now, and I'm thankful that I'm I'm able to help him with that. I know you mentioned before, like not everybody Mm -hmm. is in that situation, um, I'm thankful my father is, um, you know, of course, you know, my father's terminally ill, and we have had more time with him than what we thought. And so that, of course, goes in there. And it, it just depends on the day. I'm grateful for my job. You know, yeah. I, I like my job. I like the people I work with. Um, I have um, a small business. I just started. I'm thankful for that. I know. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. For those, the two ladies I started out with them. So things like that. Yeah. Okay. What kind of things would go in your gratitude journal? You know, you're going to, this is going to sound like the weirdest thing, but I've said this out loud many times. I'll get in the shower and I'll just say, I am so grateful for hot water. Oh, that's a good I one. I am so that's, spoiled. That's a good like, one. Yeah. If I had to live in a, in a, a country where, which is like so many places around the mm-hmm. world that don't even have hot water, I don't know. So it's, well, I am grateful that. We have a house that's big enough to accommodate three of our children, my husband and me, and we can all have separate places to work, you know? I am so grateful that I actually have a job. I mean, mm-hmm. and it just, it came to me like the week that I needed it, it was there. And I'm grateful for the people in that industry. So yeah, I just need to write these things down. So thank you Yeah, yeah for the inspiration. So the gratitude journal is so important um what else do you do i'd say another thing that i have to just be completely honest about like both of us were science teachers yeah and so like i'm very sciencey like i'm very like so i'm kind of switching jobs moving into nursing there was a lot i'm hearing a lot about like mindfulness and breathing and yoga and all mm-hmm. of those things. Initially, I didn't really, I don't, I'm not going to say I didn't put a lot of stock into it, but I didn't do those things myself. I felt like they probably helped, but didn't really like research too much uh, about that. Mm-hmm. But as of late, like I've really seen how important those things are. I think that, that, just five minutes of like mindfulness meditation and there are so many different like apps and things that you can do but just five minutes of Ooh, maybe we could put one in the show notes if you oh, have okay, one that yeah. you like okay i'll make a note of it so i think any of those things that really get you in touch like mind body spirit those things that put you in touch with that mm-hmm. i think those also are very powerful in um promoting like positive mental health mindset 
And then exercise, I think was one we had talked about before, but exercise is really huge for me. Like Mm -hmm. it's really huge in, um, stress reduction, improved sleep. I usually try to, um, exercise right after work. It's a really good transition for me from work to home. And you're going to talk about that more too in the next session we're together, right? About body exercise with the body. Absolutely. Well, I like those. What do I do? Um, one of the things, did you know, I talk a lot about the way that we speak and, you know, my study was about how women get together and talk about stress. Yes. And so I think one of the things that, that I, that I do and I'm pretty good at is, and I'm not good at, like I told you, I didn't do the gratitude journal and I am starting also to recognize the importance of mindfulness and which I wasn't doing. So we're sciencey. We're, yeah. yeah. It's like, come on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, so the science part of us knows that there's brain chemistry that, so we need to remember that when our sciencey analytical. There's a lot of science in it or behind it. I just, yeah. I yeah. never really looked at it. Yeah. So I, so I'm glad that we talked about those cause I need, I'm going to do better about that. Um, but the but the way that we speak, I think everybody on some level knows that the way that you speak affects the way your mind because you're talking. I mean, it was, you and I are talking, and I'm affected by what you're saying. But when I'm talking, I hear what I'm saying, so I'm affected by what I'm saying. And so, just being really careful. The word stress is really important to me um, in a in a in a negative way. What I mean is, don't use the word stress. Um, I'm sure we'll talk more about that in detail later, but when we just, in the articles that talk about how stressful the world is and how stressful it is during COVID and we're stressed out during the pandemic and women are more stressed than men, but the word itself doesn't really mean anything. And so what I mean is we just lump everything. And so if, if we're constantly talking about being stressed out, then it's very hard to identify specifically what it is that we need to work on. So it's taken me years to come to a place where you will probably never hear me say that word as far as I'm stressed out or this is stressing me. And it's a training thing that is that has helped me a lot because it's like if I start to to think about being stressed, then I have to stop and say, well, what is it? Am I scared? Am I angry? Am I overwhelmed? Is there a conversation I'm not having that I need to have? Is it money? Is it, you know, and then that allows my mind to focus more on what the issue is and then at least I can take steps. Yeah, absolutely. That's really good. So that's important. Again, that'll we'll talk more about that. But I did want to address one thing, too, that that is a choice. Um, I've talked about this a lot before, and that's um, medication. You know, I feel like medication gets such a bad rap. So I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but... I, you know, I was in the mental hospital back in 1995, grew up with extreme anxiety my entire life. And then that culminated in this hospitalization. And so at discharge, I was discharged and it was in 95. I don't know if, I think I said that on Zoloft for a time I was on Clonopin. And if you're not familiar with those, I think most people are, but Zoloft is a, is a serotonin regulating drug. Um, whereas Clonopin is a, um, a mild um, tranquilizer. No, benzodiazepine. Yes. So it's like many people know Xanax. 
So I was having incredible, intense panic attacks. And the clonopin really, it's not a long-term for, for me. It wasn't a long-term drug, but it saved my life, I think, multiple times because it brought me down off the ledge from an intense panic attack. The Zoloft at the time was, you know, I was having anxiety and depression. So I was on that for a couple of years. Lots of therapy, lots of, lots of uh, spiritual growth. Well, I haven't taken anything like that in... 30 years, maybe, when the pandemic started and I knew that in our home, it was going to be my husband and me. Now we have, a, my husband and I are in a blended marriage. So the three kids who are at home are my, biolog- by my biological kids. You know all this, Michelle, but so when I knew that everyone was going to be in the home together, I know my triggers and I know that conflict and relational issues are very hard for me and I have a lot of skills now that I didn't have back in the 90s but I was starting to feel some pretty deep anxiety and I went to my doctor and we talked about it and I decided for a time that I was going to take and we decided that it would be Lexapro is that what I'm taking yes that's what you tell me I think it's Lexapro so I am, it's been a long time I made the decision that this was something that I think would be very helpful to me for a time period and it has it for me it won't be long term um you know maybe six it's been I think it was August so it's been like six months um it's been very helpful and I know that so when there are when there's any intense conflict in the house the difference between then and now is is I or or the difference in the medication it has made, I think, is it allows my brain to be at a calmer place where I can process things without absolutely just losing my mind. So, you know, I just want people to know that don't be ashamed or embarrassed or scared. Talk to your doctor, you know, talk to your therapist, talk to, you know, make the, make an informed decision that's for you. Is that good advice? I think it's great advice. And you have always been so good at like erasing stigma and bringing down barriers when it comes to mental health and talking about things that a lot of people won't talk about. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's um, a personal choice, but you see, it does seem like you can have so many people that like want to give their opinion one way or the other and what you should or should not do so yeah absolutely like talk it over with people you trust and your doctor yeah my family knows there's no there's no shame there's no now I will say for the first week or two and I think everybody is different but I'm just going to throw this out in case it happens to you I felt awful I took it in the morning because I was afraid that it would we talked I talked with my doctor about potential sleep issues and the the one thing that will just if I don't sleep I am you're never going to hear me say oh I only sleep a couple hours a night or oh I, I mean I need that so I take it in the mornings and maybe that's that's why but for the first week or so I felt really bad very agitated um, um, tense cold shivery I felt really bad but then that that eventually went away so you know if you have some of those side effects definitely talk to your doctor and, you know, just, just make sure that you're in conversation. So, you know, I'll, we'll talk, I, I've started doing some yoga since my son has been here and 
recognizing that the, the, we went to a class last night and she was talking to us, you know, if you're feeling tension here, you know, if you're telling yourself this story, you know, bring the skills that you're learning here, feel the pain, think about it, think about your breath. And it was, it was, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I love it. Now, I mean, like it took me a long time to go to yoga, but I, I love yoga. See, it's I didn't even know you were doing that. Calming. Yeah. We have I, so much more to talk about. Yes. I haven't, <clears throat> I haven't gone a lot. Um, I mean, it's been fairly recently that I started, but yeah, I think it's it, it, kind of going back to what I said before, like getting used to the way they talk. It's different. It is different. So you have to kind of like know that going in. But yeah, it's it's very calming. I think it's it's absolutely points out mind body spirit connection. Yeah, I think, and even the relationship aspect of it too. Mm-hmm. Well, gosh, okay. So the mind, calming the mind, finding, listen, just make some good choices for yourself. Um, no one's going to do it for you. There's no, there's no shame in taking care of yourself so that you can have a healthy mind and healthy mind is better for you. It's better for your family, for your friends, and especially during a difficult time for all of us. So that's all I got for today. How about you? Thanks for joining today. And remember, we'll have a guest on soon to delve deeper into this issue of calming the mind. So post your questions and your comments wherever you are listening. Please pass the show link along to your friends and subscribe, download, review wherever you are listening. Head over to TammyWest.com, which is where we are hosting for now, to find the promised pictures and links and information. Especially remember that we will have some links there um, in case you just need some mental health help and don't know where to turn. If you haven't joined our private Facebook group, The Stress Club, please head on over to do that. It'll be your source for exiting the life, life of stress and the link is in the show notes. Thank you as always for listening and growing our new place for women. And until we're together again, consider yourself hugged.